My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. And I'm Skye. Today, we are venturing into the world of a deep dive, but for two actors reading a two for one, guys. Uh, and those are the Japanese actors. And I'm hoping that I'm getting these names correctly. Machida Kaida and Akaso Eiji. So if you're wondering, like, oh, these names sound vaguely familiar. Why do I know them? There was this little show that has that aired about a month, two months ago, like, um, that became quickly extremely popular, at least among the people I know, uh, called Cherry Magic that starred these two as the main leads. But they've both been in many other things as well. Though, Cherry, we, don't worry. We will, we will also talk about cherry magic. Don't, I mean, don't worry, like we'll get there. But uh, we want to talk about these two actors because we have seen a few other things that they've been in and, you know, they've got quite a varied little background and, you know, we just wanted to have some fun chatting about some actors that we've enjoyed watching. Akaso Eiji? Was, was I close? I, anyway. Eiji. Uh, he, Eiji, oh, I'll get it. Uh, we have a whole episode about another show that he starred in that we love, 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 love. So we had, so we talked about that podcast, uh, that in a podcast episode, a special episode, I think about a year ago. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he, he came back around in a completely new role for this one. So we were like, hey, why not? Let's have some fun. We like this yep. kid. Let's talk about mm-hmm. him. Let's watch him. Yeah. So, we're going to start with Machida Keita, who played, if you're wondering, oh, which one is he? Uh, he, was, he played Kurosawa in Cherry Magic, so the one who didn't have magical powers. <laughs> the regular dude. He had the magical powers <laughs> of being a super good dude. <laughs> being a super, a super good, handsome Dude with a really nice smile. I mean, they both have really nice smiles. So yeah, they both, they both really narrow narrow it down. They're both the taller one. You know, <laughs> taller. I've been watching a lot of like J dramas the last few weeks, like not just for this, but just outside of this as well. And it's really struck me that like they are actually very attractive men. Like a lot of times in J dramas, the guys and them, the actors are not necessarily what you would consider traditionally handsome or like they're they usually grow on me by the end of the drama like I start out kind of like oh yeah he's all right like average person looking but like the guys in cherry magic are not that like average person no they're looking they're like they start out pretty handsome right from they get even more and they get more handsome as it goes on uh (laughs) the nicer they are the more handsome I find them so so I will preface this as like I'm really good at like reading Japanese names. I'm not reading it out mm. loud. Mm. I'm not going to get anything correctly. I'm sorry. And I just want to make that very clear yeah. before I start going into stuff. But also I thought that we should probably like talk a little bit more about kind of the background of these people um, mm-hmm. in terms of before we start diving into some of the mm-hmm. filmography and especially what we watched 
and what we liked. Uh, we'll start with like Machida's bio and it's like pulled from MDL, which they pulled from Wikipedia um, to kind of get a background of him. Majida uh, was a member of the group Exile, which is a very famous, uh, very big, very multi-membered, multi-unit <laughs> entertainment group. And in 2011 is when he kind of like made his name in the entertainment system when he um, auditioned and got into their unit, uh, the Gaikadin. I don't know much about Exile and specifically with his unit there's not a lot out there that i could find that was like translated as i don't know if any of you figure like found out about it um but what i'm assuming per what i've read uh, that uh group is the actual acting troupe of the exile world so he kind of first went into it as an actor and it was like mostly for stage uh, shows, but also that group can always be pulled in to do like concerts and that sort of thing. So he still had to do, you know, dancing and singing and that sort of thing. And he actually ended up being announced a candidate for uh, Exile Tribe, which was kind of, it's kind of one of their main groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw somewhere that he got injured. And so it was like something he couldn't do and he couldn't k- keep up with the consistency of the dancing and that sort of thing. Cause they're a typical tape off group that does a lot of dancing. Uh, so he ended up just going back into the, the acting side. And I think that's probably preferably where he wanted to be. I, I would mm-hmm. assume, yeah. especially going into the group in the kind of more acting route first than anything else. Mm-hmm. After that, he kind of like focused on more roles and kind of catapulted into kind of more of a, like a steady success. I would say he's done a lot of like main roles, but like not a lot, like even to this day, he still can be cast in like support or very minor roles. Like he's gaining popularity. I'm not saying he's not mm-hmm. popular, but I don't think he's like leading yeah. male status per the entertainment world. The hard part about anybody who has any sort of Japanese entertainment knowledge knows this. It's really hard to find things subbed in any respect in interviews and even in print interviews like unless you want to like just google translate it which means nothing essentially um there's not (laughs) yeah like in the korean entertainment world world, i can follow like 14 news sites that are translating like stuff and consistently translating stuff and that's just really not an option with Japanese stuff. So it's like, it was hard when I personally was looking for stuff to find anything, especially because they're so popular for Cherry Magic right now. The only interviews that are getting subbed are Cherry Magic interviews and they say nothing about them. They say all about Mm. Cherry Magic, which is not what I was going for. So that's kind of where like I had a harder time with the, like both of them was that I was just not finding a lot about them. The only thing that I did see about him was in high school, he was in a dance troupe and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he really enjoyed dancing at that time. So, and I, I actually saw a little clip of him dancing. He was really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> was, no, I, yeah I, saw, I saw a yeah. clip of him in like a production and he was very talented. Uh, yeah, from what I yeah, like, no, can it, tell, it's like he definitely like mm-hmm. had the chops to be in the group. He just, you right. know, mm-hmm. had some issues and then it just became a thing that was not going to be a, like a thing his yep. body could ho- tolerate i'm just scrolling through all the exile stuff and i'm like oh ballistic boys i always forget that they're from exile tribe so i like them they're good <laughs> the, the, that group is 
very, Neither very, very large. Like it's it's a massive group and still like does things where like, you know, yeah. the older members will come back. Specifically, and this will relate to his filmography, but so the high and low mm-hmm. movies are pretty much like exile yeah. movie. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. everyone. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching those and I'm thinking like they're spending an awful lot of time focusing on these like background characters. They must be people. And then when you're going through the XL, you're like, oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's basically. They, oh, I see. See? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's dive into their filmography because it's a, there's a lot. Um, uh, <laughs> I didn't watch it. I don't think anybody else watched it but his uh first his first role was Roku Danashi Blues where he was a support role and that was in 2011 and the first role that I think we should talk about is his 2016 role in Sumika Sumeri Mashiora you say it's so cute my heart um which obviously some of us have watched (laughs) yes yes it's so cute like and okay, we talk about see. a Nuna romance. Like, holy moly, you know. Mind I you, mean, it's a, he, he I, doesn't realize he's in a Nuna romance at the but beginning. It, so I mean, the, the basis of this story is it's a sixty-five-year-old woman who's never lived her life. She spent her life living, looking after her parents, and then, like, her parents die, and she's got nothing, and a magical demon cat that she rescues from purgatory turns her into a 20 year old so she can go to college and get laid and like that's basically it like he well wants they didn't to be say happy. it like they didn't say get laid oh, yeah, it was yeah, more like yeah, find yeah, love yeah, was, <laughs> yeah more you know enjoy your youth that you just get well, to enjoy I mean, in the very beginning she does actually meet uh, Machida Kaida's character when she's an old woman on a bus and mm-hmm. um and that's one of her thoughts is like why am I even looking at this cute boy? Like you're 65 years old and you've never even like had sex. Your life is wasted. And, you know, stop looking at cute boys. And then she meets the cute boy in college when she's 20. And he's, and he's not and he's only clearly cute, into old he's souls. Very, so. very kind as well. And loves her retro yeah. fashion. <laughs> It's, it's a it's really so weird, fun it's, little drama. It's, it's so yeah. cute. If you're a, if you're a truly <laughs> magic fan, you'll probably enjoy this one. Um, yes. It's a very sure. similar vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Nice character. people falling in love under weird magical circumstances. When I first well, started it, I was like, okay, so like cherry magic, Sumika Smura, handshake using magic to fall in love with uh machina (laughs) i i think another similarity would be the character that plays opposite machina kaida's character slowly kind of develops into their own self a little bit more Mm -hmm. and how that you know that was kind of a part of cherry magic as well kind of finding himself a little bit so i would say there's i mean i only watched the the first episode but even within that it was I could tell that that was an aspect of the show. Yeah, it definitely, her, there's a great line at one point when the demon, like, I think it's even in the first episode, first or second episode, and, like, the demon cat, like, looks at her, and he's like, you're a 65-year-old woman. You are a master. Like, just 
go out there and like be well, confident. You you have life experience. Yeah. Don't let these children like bully you. Get back out there. And she's like, I will. <laughs> she goes, and it's it's a delight. So next, we're gonna actually jump back to 2015 um, and talk about some of his movie roles since we have between Ooh. the four of us watched a couple of his uh, movie mm-hmm. roles. Uh, the first one I think we should talk about, or I will talk about, because I don't think anybody else has watched it on this podcast except for me, is Geki uh, Joarai, <laughs> which is Ghost Theater. It is a horror film. Mm-hmm. It is kind of terrible. I did, <laughs> if you watched or listened to uh, our horror episode, I did talk about the TV series that's based on this, which is like, it's loosely based on it it really actually kind of means nothing in terms of the two of them like honestly you could watch either one of them and not be spoiled to anything they're just kind of I don't know it's a catalyst for the other one um but essentially it's about this girl who is not getting she's an actress and she's not getting a lot of roles so her management um gets her to audition for this play that another girl at her company who's like the main star is also working on things start happening people start dying it's 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 a mess it's a a a mess but uh if you're kind of looking for like a horror thing um Michida actually plays kind of like a support role that like is in it fairly often he's kind of like the I don't know it's it's very weird. It's also very hard as me watching some the uh, show about theater where they do nothing that actually happens in theater. Um, but he's like this like go-to boy. Like he is, is very, basically I would essentially see like they were treating his character like maybe like a grip uh, like in the film world which mm. would not be anything that like what he was doing in, in the theater. But like he was kind of like always there. He was always like maybe working on like the the mannequin that they had that they were like chopping the head off of or like going around cleaning something or doing this or doing that. And it was just kind of this weird role. But like he's in it for a good bit of it. Uh, like especially because he kind of had develops a relationship of some sort with the main female. It's a movie. Um <laughs> <laughs> so would you recommend it? No, I'm a horror person. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, I guess if you're wanting to watch, and I'm a love Japanese horror person too. Mm. So, like, whatever. Um, then we're going to go back to 2016 yep. um, to Road to High and Low, which we kind of talked about a little bit, but this is the exile. Uh, movie which has multiple multiple iterations there's multiple sequels and actual tv series i don't think anybody is watching any tv series right yeah i I don't think the tv series is on netflix but all these movies are on netflix yeah which i enjoyed road to high low way more than i thought i was going to like when it started i was like oh this is gonna be really depressing and then they were fighting and it was like oh this is a really good fight scene like there's a lot of really good fight scenes and like there's more plot than i expected like it's a good story like i i really enjoyed it and i i was sort of like i'll watch this one and then i'll like maybe i'll check out the others but i like have time to check the other ones out since watching this one but i'm like they're totally on my list i'm totally gonna watch the other ones because i really enjoyed it like a lot 
So I watched bits of uh, The Road to High and Low, the movie, and The Road to High, not The, no, just High and Low, the movie, and then <laughs> High and Low 2, End of Sky. Uh, I watched bits of it um, just because I was trying to get a feel for like what mm-hmm. it entailed, and I watched some of the fight scenes and stuff. Um, also, some mm-hmm. of the acting in between was, yeah, it was always like angsty and good. Yeah. Like, there was some good stuff there. I will say, just because this is something that we feel, I personally feel strongly about, a person that I avoid watching um, is a part of mm. High and Low, the movie, and at least clips are then a part of the beginning of High and Low 2, End of Sky, It's Sungry from Big Bang in the Past with all of his scandals and everything horrific that he's done. I'm not into seeing him and I was not expecting him to show up when I was watching a Japanese action movie. <laughs> um, in the very, very end yes. of Road to High and Low also, but it's sort of a, um, like, it's like previews almost of what's to come in the next movie. So if you like, if you watch the Road to High and Low and you don't want to see him, there's a very natural, obvious end to the movie. And then it goes into this sort of like preview thing. Mm-hmm. Just skip the preview thing and then you're fine. It's all good. <laughs> you don't need the previews. So especially if you're not planning on watching the next movie. And I will it. say, as far as what I could tell about the plot structure of um, High and Low, the movie, and then two and three, they're all very, very related. And what I mean by that is I feel like you're not really going to get to the conclusion until you get to the end of the third movie is what it felt like to me based on how things were unfolding. So that's just my opinion. But if you're into fight scenes, um, and I will say that Machida Kaida, he has definitely a support role. He is not one of the leaders of the groups, but he's like maybe a third hand man. Yeah. Like, so you do see him and he gets speaking parts. Um, and it's a different role. Like it's a very different role from like Cherry Magic or Samika Samari. Like it, it, it's different. He does different stuff. Yeah. Like, so and it's, it's range. In case you're wondering which group he's in, man, I'm going to try to remember. Is it the Hoodlums group? He's technic. Well, it, okay. In, I've only watched the road to uh, the road to he's not technically in any of the groups in the road to but his okay. best friends run the hoodlums I okay. think well you mostly see him so. with the hoodlums group yeah is what I'm because so. the movie always moves between all of these different fighting groups and that's why I'm trying to say which yeah. group he's in because it's pretty obvious like when you're gonna see him on screen and when you're not gonna see him on screen which I kind of really enjoyed like in the road to high and low they sort of do that same thing it's like it's a a gang made up of gangs and it's called sword and each of the five gangs starts with the different letter of the word sword and I really kind of enjoyed that like the different gangs were so different and it was it was neat it was fun to watch I don't know kind of very um I don't know I don't even know how to describe I, it to me it felt comic book um actually Especially when they first well, actually, introduce the new gangs, like you, you're dealing with this gang, and then they introduce the next gang, and it's like they do like a a freeze frame with the per- character's name, you know, for everybody, and you're like, that feels now, like a comic book. 
I had I had forgotten because I, I went pretty deep researching this stuff. I feel like it started as a manga. I'm going to go recheck mm. myself because it's it's not just movies and, and then a drama like there's there's a lot yeah. to the universe of high and low. Yeah. So it's an entertainment project that consists of music, live tours, SNS accounts, mm. mobile games. There, there's definitely a big mobile game aspect to a lot of it. I remember some mm. of the marketing that I ran across. Um, books, manga, anime, all types of stuff. So it's a big, big deal. And I think which, there's like five or six of the movies are on Netflix. Like there's a lot there. I think Machida Kaida's only in three or four of them. So there's yeah. a couple that he's not actually in, but two two of them are more focused on a couple of the other uh, mm-hmm. gangs. So yeah, he's not in those. Mm-hmm. And he's also in a couple of the seasons of the TV yeah show. of the drama. Yeah, yeah. If you're curious where to start, I I read like someone who had reviewed all of the sh- movies since they were on Netflix, and you can definitely mm-hmm. start with Road to High and Low. But Road to High and Low is kind of the summary of the drama they said in a way so you can start there you don't have to though you can start with high and low the movie you can start there too either basis is totally fine you won't be lost so now we're jumping to 2018 to a a tv series that uh, a couple of us got to watch i sadly didn't get to watch it before we recorded this episode and it's a little drama called joshi teki saikatsu um it's also known as life as a girl because i figure that like i'm butchering these japanese names i might as well tell you their english equivalent i think uh maybe a lot of people who had watched cherry magic might be into this drama per se Mm -hmm. i don't know i would highly recommend it actually it has to do with um the main character is a trans woman and it's actually an extremely good portrayal of the things that she deals with. And Machida Kaida's character is her um, high school classmate and then needs favors from her in present day stuff as an adult. And it's great. Um, it is, I guess, a spoiler, but like they, there's not a romantic relationship between the two of them that's not they don't go there it's their friends the entire four episodes so that that was great too i loved close friends supporting each other and machita kaida's character he's in it a lot every single episode and you can tell in the beginning he's ignorant of the struggles that she would be dealing with but is immediately kind of not not curious in a weird way but trying to understand the trans woman character is very good at though she would explain things she also would not just hand them to him she'd be like if she mentioned a term that he wouldn't understand she'd be like go look it up because trying to teach him to figure it out for himself if he cared type thing and it's not always just them so he he pretty much has been screwed over by his ex-girlfriend and he's in debt and he doesn't have any money so he needs somewhere to stay so he tried to find his old high school buddy and so pretty much they're just roommates and from there you just kind of see the trans woman character with her work stuff. And sometimes he come like there's aspects of they need help with the website thing. So that's what he does. So for a little bit, he'll go work at her fashion business or whatever, but you definitely see the trans woman character off doing things on her own a lot. Cause she's, she's really the main character. I'm not saying there aren't like literally any missteps. Cause obviously I'm not, 
trans myself, but I thought it was a really good portrayal and I didn't see any major missteps that are often in a lot of these media portrayals of things. Um, I thought it was great. And that wasn't even the one trans character. There was another one who um, they're, they're friends and it was her ex-roommate because they had lived together to support each other during all those things. I thought it was magnificent. So I highly recommend it. And sorry if I took over. I know you guys, no, no, some of you no, guys no. probably watched it too. No, no, no. No, 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 I remember a few, like when it came out, one of my Twitter mutuals who is LGBTQ, um, I don't know if they're trans or not, but they, they, they really liked it, that they, they were really happy with the portrayal as well, watching it. So that's, hmm. you know, take that as you may, but it looks good. It, it, I know I love the actor who plays the trans woman. Too. It seemed incredibly nuanced and Machida Kaida did a great job at his character who he's kind of a um, kind of a goofy really innocent type friend who he's just always trying to be nice but he's kind of just doesn't think very hard and <laughs> pairing that up with a trans woman character who of course has been through a lot in her life already and you know, kind of sarcastic and didn't want to spoon feed her friend all of this information and seeing him slowly like understand more. And then by the end of the show, it was very much like I would put my life on the line for her type thing. And mm. it was just, it was just really good. And I thought it was really good friendship story too. Like cool. that's nice why to see a good it friendship. would be great. No. It would be great if it was on Netflix type thing to where, mm. It'd be really good, but you can request it. Everybody, go request it. If you're yeah, right now, go request to Netflix. It. I'm gonna and request it. it because if you haven't noticed this one thing about Netflix on how they pick their dramas, unless they have an exclusive deal with an actual like company, mm -hmm. they pick it based on the actors involved. So yeah. if they've already had an actor on the platform, chances are you're gonna keep on seeing that actor on the platform multiple times. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. As we're going to talk about in a little bit, he's on that platform now. So yes, he is. Yes, he Definitely. is. Yes, he is. And um, they're probably kicking themselves that they didn't yeah. get Cherry Magic. So you know, yeah. yeah. Maybe they could someday. Well, I don't know. I, think, I don't know. I, I don't think Crunchyroll Crunchy 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 <laughs> beat them to it. Crunchyroll so, has this. Crunchyroll is like, oh no, 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 no! We got our <laughs> finger on the pulse of the people. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. I just really, really liked it. Like, I mean, the whole time I was like, oh, this is one of my favorite shows. Like, that's, oh, that's and good. it was short. Oh, I mean, Yay! and the whole, I was really trying to trust because, you know, after the, after, I watched two episodes one week and the next week I watched another mm -hmm. two. And since I had experience with them handling things very well, the first two episodes, I, I kind of relaxed a bit for the other two you know, mm -hmm. yeah. not expecting any missteps. And then of course it continued to not have mm. missteps with that. Um, nice. I guess, I I mean, it is not flawless. Uh, they do talk about depression a little bit and they don't delve into it a lot. They, I think they probably misstepped a little bit with how they discussed it because a lot of the characters didn't understand it since they didn't have it themselves type thing. Mm. Um, but it wasn't very it wasn't very bad by any means. It's mm. just something that, you know, they didn't pay quite enough attention to. Um Netflix, oh, get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Netflix, please. 
we'll go over quickly to other dramas before we talk about uh, a, the Netflix drama where you can actually like access a role that he's done. Um, <laughs> and there are two that I know that I'm probably the only one who actually like watched them. So I'll just go quickly. Oh. I do think uh, like, especially this, this one specifically, uh, it's the 2019. Um, it's like a drama special, I guess, um, called Parallel Tokyo. He is barely in it. I'm just going to like tell you straight up, but like the whole thing is like four episodes, 30 minutes a piece. So it's not that long. It's a mm-hmm. movie length was like a very interesting drama. It is set in a newsroom just after a huge earthquake has happened. And it's literally just what goes down in the newsroom while this is happening and this disaster is happening. And so like, there's just a bunch of things happening and, and it's very heightened and it's like kind of got that heightened thriller aspect of it just because this is a, a news uh, room that is, you know, t- uh, telling the like public about the earthquake, but also they're just as much like not in the know as everyone else. And they're getting mm. things like breaking and um, it like hundreds of people have died and they keep on dying. There's explosions and it deals with, everything that like goes on behind uh, the scenes in a newsroom and how they like judge things, how they judge the safety of people going out into the field during these types of situations, the um, real possibility of wrong news that can lead to more people being um, hurt, trusting social media and how there's times when it could be right and and then there's times that they literally see something that like is directly affected to more people dying because of a social media post Mm -hmm. and it's it's really good uh it it was short and easy to watch but I thought it was just like a really interesting thing because it's like literally from the first second of the show starting it's all hell has broken loose and this major earthquake has happened. Uh, the next one is a 2020 uh, drama. I only watched the first two episodes of it. It's called Guilty Kono Koi wa Tsumi Deska. Um, and I know there are going to be people on this podcast that won't even like like it too. So that I'm sure there's a lot of people who won't. Uh, it deals with infidelity. Um, it's a melodrama. His character, he actually does play one of the main characters in this one. The show is set like it's it focuses on the main like female lead but they were high school like sweethearts and they split apart and they kind of like meet up together later in life and things happen so it is also not very accessible so (laughs) (laughs) I mean if you want I thought it was really good I do think I'll probably keep continuing watching it but like in terms of like time for Mm -hmm. things that I had to watch I I just didn't get that very far our next two We'll we'll talk about Cherry Magic a little bit later, but uh, the the most recent drama that uh, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people actually like now kind of know Machida in is uh, the Japanese drama that just came out at the end of last year, and that is Alice in Borderland, which is a thriller. Um, I likened it to a battle royale plus uh, escape yeah. rooms. And that's it. Um, he plays, mm-hmm. he's a support character. He's not actually one of the main characters. He, his character is actually one of the friends of the main character. Um, and it's, they kind of, the central plot line of the story is that they, they like magically get shoved into this parallel where um, mm-hmm. Tokyo is gone and they're forced into doing these survival games where people just 
die left and right and you can die and and it's just like survival of the fittest and survival of the wettest and they have to constantly yeah. be doing these different games and there's like a greater thing that unfolds in throughout the episodes but it is mm-hmm. on Netflix. It was like one of the bigger Netflix. I know a lot of people have been talking about it, so they probably know. Mm. He d- yeah. he does have blonde hair in this, so you might not yes. catch it like full he, on. He does he's have, got like bleach yeah. blonde. He's the like yeah. stoner, not really doing anything with his Badass, life character like, in the show. Yeah. In terms of like comparisons to his other works is completely different character than mm-hmm. his other works. I feel like a lot of his other works are kind of closer into the same kind of thing. Like he still has mm-hmm. that essential like him well, quality. Well, like even high and low, like he's, you could almost see it. It's like the character is the character that he plays in like Sumike Samara or Cherry yeah. Magic. But like, if really bad things happened in his life and he went down a different road, like. He, yeah, he kind of yeah, definitely whereas, lends himself into like the romance work drama yeah, side of yeah. the entertainment world. He has, uh, so this is, he different. has a face. He has a face for romantic leads, shall we say. Yes. Um, and, and but, does it very well. Uh, but he also does this very well. He was, the show okay listen i know t- two members of this podcast that would not enjoy i saw a part of the, the first episode the show. <laughs> yeah I, I know what i was getting literally into came yeah. out, like half my twitter feed with amanda don't watch this and i was like okay yeah all yeah, right fine. <laughs> no i i'm i'm about i'm i'm about halfway through the show um and i really enjoy it but if you're if you you know not a fan of the old, uh, you know, a couple jump scares. Uh, Battle blood, Royale so, type. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. people yeah, die in know. horrific ways and different ways, too. Um, yeah. And you see it happen. So yeah. there's no, like, if you have, If you have a weak stomach, that. not for you. And it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. a thriller. It's it's supposed to be that. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's got yeah. that heightened enough. There was a lot of, um, you know, you guys mentioning that he looks different and is a different character i just remember it coming out and a lot of seeing a lot of tweets of hang on <laughs> wait a minute, is it, wait a minute. <laughs> like people doing double takes when he yes. when he came on like they watched for a bit before they made that connection because mm-hmm. they just were not expecting mm-hmm. it it's like wow this like guy looks like weirdly familiar and i can't really figure out why where have i seen him before well i think it's also because he's got like he has the build he's a very great looking guy but like he has that kind of Mm -hmm. build of like kind of like the everyday worker kind of build and he Mm -hmm. does look his age or he can look even older than that because he just kind of like Mm -hmm. he almost comes off with a little bit more maturity than like he has Mm -hmm. or i don't know i don't know him personally so um but like so i think that's like what was interesting about this role was that like the way that he stylized and the way that he comes off in his acting he he seems younger and i don't i'm Mm -hmm. i'm assuming he's supposed to be younger too because the kid who plays the main lead is quite a bit younger than him so i'm assuming that like he was supposed Mm -hmm. to be closer to that kid's age Mm -hmm. not that it matters or like actually cares there's nothing that it cares about in those terms of the story uh but it's definitely 
like if I had done things differently, I you could have just seen him and Alice in Borderland and pick one of his other uh, shows that weren't Cherry Magic. And I think like that's a really good kind of good representation of him as an actor and his duality. Yeah, mm-hmm. seeing a With different range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's always nice to see an actor mm-hmm. do something totally different from what you've seen them in before because. It gives you that and opportunity do it well. to go, like, oh, <laughs> they're actually a good actor, right? They're not just, oh, he's a really nice guy and he plays a lot it. of nice guys and he's just, you know, good at playing nice guys. And then you see them do something, maybe, I don't know, maybe this character is also a nice guy, just a totally different kind of nice guy. But like, you see them in something totally different and then you're like, oh, oh, okay, yeah. So now I know this person actually is a great actor. Like, they're, they're good. I like it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Though you wouldn't like this show, Amanda. So I'm going <laughs> to echo all of the, I have been warned. But you know. This is, yeah, it's, it's not just like environmental or people who are controlling the games killing you. It's other people, you know, contestants yeah, see, killing each other. That's what I don't like, do it, well literally, if Person you, on person. Battle Royale is literally the best. If you've seen that, then you know what you're getting into. Mm. It just is probably not as gory as Battle It's not as gory as Battle Royale, but it's the same heightened. Mm-hmm. So does anybody else have any like thoughts besides Sans Cherry Magic, which we'll push o- over uh, about Machida and him before we go into the other? I can't remember what it was from. I just remember when we were watching Cherry Magic that somebody linked a, a really cheesy YouTube video. I, and I'm sure... When I was going through, I looking at his stuff, I was like, oh, I bet that's what that was from. But now I can't remember what it was. But like, he's like a teacher, I think, at a girl's school or something. And it was just a really big, like, kind of a goofy dance number. It looked like a commercial. I don't know. But it was, it was very cheesy and goofy and smiley and dancey. And he's just mm-hmm. fun to watch. I enjoy <laughs> it. I wish more of his stuff was available. So let's move on to Akasa Aiji. A little bit of background Mm -hmm. about him. He first kind of came into the entertainment system really because of his model work where he was a model for a while. And then uh, in 2010, he joined an idol group called Boys and Men and started working with them for a couple of years and then dropped out. Uh, And then in 2013 is when he won a big prize as a model. And that's kind of when he really shifted into deciding to do model and acting work and dropped out of college and moved to Tokyo and has been doing stuff ever since. Uh, he is actually a lot younger than Machida. Um, mm-hmm. They are, he's not 30, is he? He's like 25, 24. Uh, um, so he's a lot younger than his yeah. cherry yeah. magic role as well. Um, uh, so he has, he has been doing some work he's just not as prolific as uh machida has so mm-hmm. uh there's kind of less amount to talk about but we will try our best to talk about the things that we can first i know i watched it but i watched it a very long time ago he wasn't in a, the first episode of frankenstein no koi uh it is available mm-hmm. on vicky um he's it's just his he's in a one episode that's it so <laughs> not really like a, a sense of him as an actor or the sense of him is like you know anything in the in terms of a role next in 2017 he uh is he was in common rider uh build bond uh common rider build um yep. which 
Kamen Rider is a huge franchise, which would be kind of comparable mm-hmm. to High and Low. Um, huge, huge hand fry franchise of a bunch of different things, manga, anime, video games. It's it's a huge it's a huge thing. Uh, he's actually been in a lot of the Common Rider things, and I think that might be what he is most known for. But like for that age group, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or like yeah. anime. Yeah. I, I would assume if like you're an anime person, you probably know him because of that. But like someone who would be like watching like Cherry Magic, I don't think that they were kind of his audience essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing bad with it. Just you know, different audience. And s- and sadly, as far as I could tell, Common Rider Build, you know, it's not, it's not on Netflix. Uh, if you go searching on yeah. Netflix, it'll offer up <laughs> Power Rangers, which yeah. I guess would be a, an interesting cousin, really. Once you yeah, get yeah. To it. I mean, like honestly, if you're like trying yeah. to like really like kind of narrow in on the aesthetic of Common Rider, <laughs> yeah, it, it, Power Rangers Com- would be Common like- Rider Build is like. Power Rangers, but even one level more campy. More? Like, know they're campy. <laughs> like, they, they know they're campy, yeah. kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the costumed bad critters and stuff, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always find shows like that, like, bizarrely nostalgic, though. Like, because it reminds me of, like, the stuff that I used to like when I was, like, nine years old that my mom hated that I watched you know because my mom's like a big pacifist she's like people punching things like why can't we be friends with the aliens like that sort of thing and I just you know I just love stuff like that (laughs) I wanted to spend more time on it than I did but I still watched a handful of episodes um they're short they're like 20 minutes and I want to explain Common Rider Build for a second because it's fun um so (laughs) Common <laughs> uh, Rider build, and I do not know its relation to like Common Rider as a character on the other shows. I just saw it in seclusion of everything else. So let me preface that. Common uh, Rider build. It seems that I'm not going to go to the backstory of all the lore because like we don't really care. But <laughs> the main, the main first superhero guy is not like Akaso Aiji. It's another fella and he is like a scientist type a little bit kind of silly and what happens is the bad dudes are called smash just because they are and that's that's what they say it's not subtitled that way i think they even say the word smash um when he comes across a bad guy who is actually a normal person transformed into a bad critter uh he he has he already has some good fighting moves but what happens is he has these little canisters that look like kind of small energy drinks. They aren't energy drinks, but that's like the, the size of them. And he stands there and he shakes them as if they were cans of paint. It's like, and he has to shake them a lot for some reason. But he's always like kind of smirky or like making a joke whenever he's like shaking or he'll fight a little bit even as he's shaking these little canisters. And then he, ins- he kind of clicks them to the side and then he installs them into this large plastic looking um belt thing and when he does that the narrator is like gorilla diamond in english like (laughs) gorilla diamond and then and then he there's a little crank on it and he cranks it and when that happens there's the cgi frame that 
gets assembled around him kind of as if, if as if it's kind of a plastic mold maker type thing and then it goes around and it makes his suit to match to the gorilla diamond thing to where one side of the eyeballs of the suit will be like diamond looking and the other side will have like something that symbolizes the gorilla incredible, incredible. and then the things that he can then do will reflect like so since it's diamond like it'll be indestructible or something and then at some juncture during all this the narrator then goes yeah like really <laughs> loud and long <laughs> it's awesome oh, guys oh my goodness okay <laughs> and, and we're not and, necessarily requesting like, this too because my nine-year-old yes, would like, love this, this. what I'm like shocked it's not on Netflix. I know this is what it should be. Because just him alone in movies in Common Rider, he's in five of them between 2017 yeah. and 2019. Like that's just the movie side. Oh We're like talking about the drama side of this too. <laughs> All the same character too. It's not like he's like coming back yeah. as different characters. All right. So, so we have a we have a, now have a mission for everyone listening to this to go to Netflix. <laughs> West Common Rider build because we all want to be a part of this. It kind of reminds me of how when I was younger and watching Sailor Moon and like she would that long like transformation sequence and I was always sitting there like why wouldn't the bad guy just like punch her right in the middle? (laughs) Every time someone mentions one of those, I'm always like why wouldn't they just punch him? So there's two more aspects of all this that I wanted to explain. Okay. Also, he has okay. a motorcycle, which I'm sure is kind of the rider side yeah, of things. Sure. But mm-hmm. his smartphone is the thing that can transform into his motorcycle. He pretty much throws oh. his smartphone and it becomes his motorcycle. That's amazing. That would be so good. Then, okay, the way his little energy can shaker things work is whenever he beats up a smash person and knocks them out, he then has kind of an empty canister thing and he clicks it and it takes all the smash particles or whatever away from it and then it leaves the normal person and so then he takes that stuff and he doesn't know what what special thing it is yet and he takes it to his lab and he has this great big machine that he is so very proud of and he praises this he's just so goofy he praises this machine all the time that he made which is a large closet looking thing with a microwave in it <laughs> and a door so there's there's this character who's a girl and she's really funny and like not really putting up with his crap she's the one that has the ability to transform this stuff that he puts into the microwave into something that he can use for his suits so he puts it in the microwave she goes in there uses her abilities to transform the thing and then it popped you know like it rings at some point and he's so excited to see what ability he's gonna get and he's praising his machine and she's always like i'm the one that did it she's so (laughs) funny like so that's the backstory of this show well not really backstory but that's what's going on incredible incredible so the fellow that we're talking about his role in it he is on the run. He's a fugitive. Um, he's a martial artist who they say killed somebody. He was framed. But you don't know that right off the bat. So it looks like he's just this scary, which is so funny to see him as a quote-unquote scary martial artist beating people up and they you think he's killed somebody. Somehow he's putting off some signals that they know, oh, he might turn into a smash person. So the common Rider guy goes to him to like hunts him down. 
and then they have this like yelling thing and his character is very yelly like he's angry it's just it's fascinating to see him in that type of role it's all silly but like it's actually really good guys everyone should watch <laughs> it's that really mean, like, fun like i like knew it was big before this even happened i didn't yeah. know he was in it or anything like that but like it's a massive massive thing um mm-hmm. but also kind of like you know all those mecha dramas and yeah. animes are really big in japan too uh, I will say that there are, like, if you do go popular. searching, there are a lot of clips that are subbed from <laughs> the Common Rider series, multiple, like, it's, yeah. you can never track it. It's, like, you know, a minute of their, like, favorite, like, part. And there's, like, some really great, like, <laughs> the, um, just the, it's, it's, I guess it's, it's great watching it as, like, someone who, like, did grow up watching, like, you know, Power Rangers and stuff, because there's this really mm-hmm. great Power Rangers level in how the the shows mm-hmm. are done and i mean like when power rangers first came to be so they're still it's got that very classic 90s people who are in their 20s playing teens <laughs> type yeah. action show and like, i was like huh. and, and not even like and not even like 21 playing a 19 year old no they're like 26 playing a 15 yeah. year old um and you're just like okay but it has Tommy. that kind of like you know like goofy comedy <laughs> oh. oh god that brings me back yeah, so um, yeah. I really recommend it. Again, I keep recommending things that are like off wherever well, you can't find. I mean, that's that. Listen, if all happen goes if Japan, we're talking about go. Japan, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if everything goes to plan, if if we all go out and we all request this, like we just do a wave of requesting yeah. for Common Rider build. Who knows? Netflix would be like, damn, there's like a huge bunch of these, it's like these random, like, we just got like a hundred requests for Common Rider build. Like, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, it's very much the thing that if it was on Netflix, it would be a great thing to like watch together and talk about because it's just fun. Like, it's the type of thing you would put on and like have lunch and just watch yeah. a few episodes and it's a good time. Yeah. He does a good job too. So it was thing. fun seeing him be angry martial artist because that is not his typical no. soft He's role. A, oh, yeah. Puppy, no. essentially. Such a puppy. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> in 2019, he was in a drama like kind of a support role. I only watched the first episode of it. It's called Watashi Dana Oshie Shiteta also known as I shared my husband and I do feel like there is someone who listens to us that actually probably would really like this drama um that sadly was not me um but I sat through the first episode saw him in work (laughs) I mean listen I I tried really hard a lot of his stuff is not available and not something and I was really trying to get a grasp I didn't want just Nay Sensei and Cherry Magic to be my only mm. feel of him as an actor. It, mm-hmm. The show is about three women who are in common law marriages with the same person and they don't know it until they all um, are called because he has been, um, he's dying because he's been murdered. And they all find out while he's dying that they all 
share him essentially so they all didn't know um and they all have various Mm -hmm. like uh connection with him some have been like with him for longer i think there is one that actually had kids with him others had already had kids i do think it's like a very interesting kind of plot because all three of the the female leads are drastically different in their type of personalities and also their age so you have a younger wife or wife and an older one and they uh like some of them had like been married and they are they like some of them are single with a kid and the kids are all at different ages too so that kind of aspect of it was like interesting um but it's very much like a soap opera mahjong essentially um it the reason i picked it is because crime is in the tag and it lured me in and really i mean like there is an investigation into this <laughs> whole got, thing you got got i got i got got um and like because he does got. he gets murdered yeah uh spoiler but really not spoiler uh because it's in the first 10 minutes of it um <laughs> the crew that like do the mission includes our our um akaso aichi oh. uh so that's how he's in it but he he feels remorse and he's like the young kid who kind of like i assume because i haven't seen mo- more than the first episode he has he's kind of like was forced into do this deed and the mm-hmm. le- premise of the show essentially is like I, like it seems a lot darker than it is it's not it's really like a kind of a lighter show um but it, it like the the three meet up and then they find out that in his will he has this like house share house for them to live in for a, a certain amount of time and at the end i think one becomes essentially the winner it seems really messed up <laughs> but i know there's like a person who really loves these mahjongy type things with like some weird crime element to it but I mean, like, the, there are police officers, like, looking into the crime and they're, you know, interviewing the group. But it was, <laughs> it was a show. Um, it, was, it, it happened. He made, it you know, happened. He made his paycheck. Um, <laughs> yeah. The one who I think might be the lead female, because they it's the one they start off with. And she, I think, is the one that's been with him the longest um, she has an older daughter from a previous marriage and the, the daughter she's like probably I don't know middle school or young high school uh, age she's like he's such a creep why did he do this he's such a trash like he just keeps on going off on this like person and I like it like it does kind of touch on it all of them just like assumed he was on business trips because he just said he was on business trips a lot Um, but he was also very good with everyone. Like they, like when they are like, kind of like reminiscing about him, it's always because he's done something very kind or thoughtful Mm -hmm. or, uh, to their children. So like, you know, like Mm -hmm. one kid was having an issue high or like at school or something. And he like talked to him very calmly and like got him to feel better about things and like took him to go get a snack or something, you know? So it was like, you could yeah. see what like why but like then it goes from zero to 500 and you know 0.3 seconds so <laughs> it's not a jesse Uh-oh. drama but i <laughs> i did one for the team and watched uh him and he was you know he was a puppy dog young kid <laughs> who got tied up into the wrong group or like had to pay off some debt i don't know i'm sure it tells you in the series but like <laughs> it's not it's not his fault that he has just a sweet 
kind looking <laughs> face. Like he just it's because his eyes. Sweet, he has those face. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> he has these like these eyes that look at you like if you said anything mean to him, he would cry. <laughs> like and you're just like, oh no. And they're set in a very <laughs> handsome face. So it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we don't really have to talk about this one because we already <laughs> talked about it in a full episode. But uh, in 2019, mm-hmm. which is like the the reason I know him, um, because I started watching mm-hmm. this drama and then I was like, hey guys, I think you guys yeah. all really like this because this is definitely not a, a Jesse drama per se, but it kind of mm-hmm. is. And it's Nae Sensei. Um, it's just a sweet little romance. It has very little comedy, which is my real yeah. reason about rom-coms is the comedy I don't like people getting to their romance because of comedy. <laughs> like I want it to be sincere. <laughs> yeah. And that show has a very sincere. Um, it is mm-hmm. close to cherry magic in terms of the audience mm-hmm. for it, essentially. Yeah. He just he plays the um Michita role essentially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pretty much. He's, the, he's the suave experienced hairdresser who's also very kind yeah. and you know, yeah, role reversal. It isn't. <laughs> yeah, it's a low stakes, very sweet, um, short episode drama. Yeah, it's just if you're looking for something that's not really like a lot of like high stakes on it, and just like something that's really nice and calming. I think. And you can watch it in an afternoon. Drama. You it, yeah, you can watch it in an afternoon. There's only yeah. a couple episodes, and you can watch it on Vicky. It's there. Yep. That's right. Um, I may have so, rewatched so. it for the third time, just you know to. <laughs> I catch up I also may have episode. as well just be like you know you know what I miss me sensei let's just you know it's which been a watching hard it year. again made me once year. again want to knit that stupid scarf that he wears all the time so oh, yeah. I've got to like mm. sit down and figure that out the feeling of nay sensei it's like you know how there's the soap opera lighting when everything looks really soft mm-hmm uh, so I'm not saying it's a soap opera show. Tis not. No. It's just that's the feeling I get. That type of the warmth, even the and Trey Magic fuzzy. tries to go that direction too, as far as like you know warmth mm-hmm. and softness, kind of. That's mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if anybody else had oh, any more um, thoughts on him as an actor or saw anything I, else that I didn't personally I tried talk to about. Find some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, it was really I hard. Up the- one movie, um, Keep difficult. Your Hands Off Izukin. I would like to watch it. It looks kind of funny. Like, it kind of looks like it's sort of a schoolgirl detectives kind of a mm-hmm. craziness. I think he maybe plays their, like, driver bodyguard or something. It, I don't know. On YouTube, there was, like, a 10-minute clip that sort of, like, chopped the whole movie into 10 minutes and there was one scene where the girls waved to their bodyguard driver who was like way down the mountain and I think maybe it was him but I don't know (laughs) so that didn't give me a real good picture of his acting in it but the girls made me laugh so you know if I ever find it I might watch it but you know we hope for more things, like especially with his popularity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's a youngin, so mm-hmm. yeah, he yeah, is. He's, he's very young, and if he started really kind of working at nineteen, he's only been in it for what five, five six years. years. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, one of them being a year of pandemic. So he's like very, very new yeah. to his yeah, career. He's doing, he's 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's doing good for himself, I would say. Yeah. You know. Uh, well, and I think no, Japanese I, actors, I feel like Japanese men anyway, have a much, like they have more longevity career-wise than some other countries give, you know, like it's not like you turn 30 and you're like, okay, now you have to play the dad or something like it's, or the like you can only play the seasoned cop now because you're 40 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you're watching a drama with a like 25 year old girl and a 25 year old guy and a 45 year old guy. And you're not sure which one is the male lead because <laughs> Japanese, yeah. it could be either of them, you know? I think, yeah, also it's to note, uh, in 2020, he has three shows listed as him doing Mm -hmm. guest roles on it. And usually, especially like after you've already done a set amount of stuff and have like been in a lead of something, a guest role Mm -hmm. is something that you were asked to come on to the show because of your popularity as opposed Mm -hmm. to just auditioning for it and ending up on the one episode. And so, uh, I feel like that was probably something that like maybe people were kind of like giving him calls. And so he was kind of showing up. It's sort of like when someone shows up on like law and order SVU as like, you know, the, you know, just like a random side mm-hmm. character in one episode and you're like, Hey, that guy. Like it's that sort of vibe when you cast role. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we are going to, I know it, we've been talking for a long time. We're going to kind of briefly talk about Cherry Magic because I know that's like what yes. everybody is very into. Uh, a very mm-hmm. brief synopsis of the show. It's a very short show. Not like a lot goes into it. So it's a very brief synopsis. <laughs> a kid, I'd be, uh, character has turned 30 and he's still a virgin. And somehow magically, once you get to that point, you could start hearing the voices of other people and that kind of translates into him kind of finding himself and finding like more courage to do what he wants and not to feel like everybody else is mm-hmm. after him. I will mm-hmm. say if you're at all weary of watching it because of that synopsis, the fact that he's virgin is not really touched in it at all. So don't worry about them being terrible no. about that fact. Like they don't really even mention it at all. It's literally the only reason like it happens is because it's the magic element and that's it. So if you're very worried, yeah. which I was going into it, that they were going to even like kind of like make fun of him or any character mm-hmm. in it whatsoever. No. Um, that's literally a non-point. They could have literally yeah. just taken it out. <laughs> you would have felt no different about this show him being a virgin is more like incidental to his personality than it is like it's not it's not played up for like laughs like oh look at him like 30 year old it's not like you know like the movie 40 year old virgin it's not like that at all like it's just sort of like he is because he has no confidence in himself that he could never put himself out there it appears Mm -hmm. to be an actual like folklore or something in japan because if you look it up, there are a few other like movies and dramas and stuff about superhero squads of 30 year old virgin men and stuff. So I guess it's a, a myth that they have. I'm not sure why being a 30 year old virgin would give you magical powers, but hey, cool. I'm wondering, you know, now I'm going <laughs> to wonder people I meet. Hmm. Can you read my thoughts? I will say, 
I really, really liked the side character girl. Oh <gasps> so much. Favorite character. She's wonderful. Favorite. So <laughs> wonderful. How I just, that was such a beautiful character. Like, I mm-hmm. honestly never expected them to do that with her character. No. And, and I, I kept yeah. wanting more of her. Like, yes, yeah. give me more. Yes. I know. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I would, I would watch a spinoff show just about her, like about her character and her life and give me more of her and because mm-hmm. not that I disliked Cherry Magic or anything about it I really enjoyed the show I just there were some great characters in it and they could have and her character especially you could delve more mm. into that would have been great yep and I guess it's like a this is kind of a spoiler but like the show's so small we really can't talk about it without spoiling anything but it's also yeah. kind of a romantic not really comedy I wouldn't say it's a comedy it's actually a slice of life if anything Mm -hmm. but she likes IG's character she but she has seen that she does character likes him and she just Mm -hmm. accepts it and thinks it's sweet and just wants the best for him and so she like literally is like I'm just gonna make him feel comfortable and them to find Mm -hmm. themselves together and that's like her role be their friend like that's yeah no other stakes it's just that. And I and I, I I really I really liked how it didn't even spend like a quarter of an episode being like oh maybe that's like yeah, a yeah. triangle no it was just like she was like no I don't I like him but it's no. the first episode like she had more like, than like a line yeah and, and yeah. then they were like oh he hears her say hears her thoughts and that's it and you're like do they just do that with that character did they just allow a female character to not be trashy oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> wasn't expecting it's, this yeah. it's incredible and then it's like and I really liked how though most of the show is told from you know his perspective where he's reading people's minds you actually do get to like through this like get real insight into other characters mm-hmm. which I find a lot of these you know sorts of shows sometimes especially one that's so short they don't really get to like you, you know, you see this, you know, Kurosawa character who's like, it's like, oh, I wish I was like him. Like, he's so confident. He's so, you know, suave. Like, everyone loves him. Like, I bet he never, you know, had problems, like, you know, talking to people or doing whatever he wanted to do. And then you find out that he has, like, severe confidence issues because he's convinced that nobody likes him except that, you know, because except that he's good looking because everyone only ever talks about how good looking he is and like uses him for his looks at work to like impress lady CEOs and stuff. And it makes him very uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, and then through this, it's sort of like, you know, you find out that like everyone has like more facets than are normally given in these types of shows and more is spent on like, character development to show like these characters are multi-sided and you know it's nice to see a a drama about a a guy who can suddenly read minds who doesn't use it to be a douche too Mm -hmm. like Mm. often that that seems to be the very first like ooh, i can i can hear women's thoughts okay cool now I'm going to use it to get laid. Like, and that's not at all what he does with it. He's just like, oh, like this person at work is like suffering. I should do something nice for them so that they'll feel better about themselves. Like he's just yeah. nice. 
and uses and his powers like, I need for to avoid. He first starts out trying to just avoid everyone because he's like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want this. I don't want to be part of this. It would oh, be overwhelming. Yes. One thing we didn't mention is in order for him to read somebody's mind, he has to touch them. Yes. Right. Yes. So when he's avoiding, he just tries to not touch anyone. So like great crime in elevators. He could also always hear he'd go insane. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I remember that episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I, I mean, remember. Uh-huh. It's true. <laughs> you think it's all fun and games until you can't take anyone out of your mind. Yeah. And then there's also a, a secondary plot, which is not as heartwarming and is more of the comedic half of the show. Uh, I'm sorry, I hated best, it. It was terrible. Yeah, with his, which is with his best friend who is a romance writer who has never had any experience with romance who just has a cat and then falls in love with his delivery person from the pet store to be honest while it had like a few moments that if you like sort of more rom-commy stuff you'd probably enjoy if that entire subplot had been cut out of the show it would have been fine like there, there's know no a number of people who have watched it that way. So and quite enjoyed. Yeah. So the it was, magic that the only reason he should have been there was for him to talk about things when mm-hmm. in like he only kind of talked about the being able to hear things for a little bit, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like his friend was giving him any advice or really caring. No. Like yeah. kind of. Um, and he already got a better uh, friendship out of the girl and his other coworker. I liked the kid that played the delivery guy actor I enjoyed him and I liked the I liked the plot of him being a a dancer and like sticking with his this dream of his Mm -hmm. like I liked that aspect Mm -hmm. and the way that it brought in the um one of their co-workers from the office used to dance with this kid and like is friends with him so I liked Mm -hmm. I liked the way they brought that in and that mm-hmm. connection, but yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the the more slapsticky kind of aspect of that relationship. I think it was more is that the it was the, hard to watch. It it was more of a genuine relationship between the that kid and the coworker than it was him and the his love interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so right. it was just it was obviously like it was a very point mm-hmm. like list like I got to add it in because I have to have this character type moment mm-hmm. as opposed to it being true to well, I think the written word. <laughs> Well, it, it's also like the the show is based on a manga, mm-hmm. so I think they were like that is a plot in the manga. But I think in the manga it was done a little uh, more gracefully, shall we say? Probably the manga is longer too, right? So they yeah, so um, condense. So I think probably they were you know it was doing the thing where it's like well it's in the manga so we gotta. Mm-hmm you know put it in. but it, it would have yeah. yeah it would have been the show would have been better without that and to be honest i don't know that actor it very well could be that the fact that they the, that actor was not the best actor too so mm. he was bringing down his role we don't know because we didn't we didn't look into his filmography so. no. but <laughs> this isn't an episode about him <laughs> but it seems no. like lots of folks like cherry magic in general mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. i really enjoyed it, it i it's the, the reason we pick these people. Yeah, I wanted Dory. The show. I tried for Dory. Yeah. <laughs> we will do Dory sometime. One day. One day. What? One day. Uh, this just seems so timely because everyone was loving cherry magic, you oh. know. Uh, and then also, like, didn't they Allison. just announce that like Machita 
Kaida has a oh. new drama starting like next month, I yeah, think. That's or right. something. Yeah, it's an office drama, I think. Um, mm-hmm. What a shocker! <laughs> shocker. Kyogi Kubo. Yeah. Yeah, so it starts on February 11th. Cherry Magic, I think it, it resonated with a lot of people, especially uh, in this past year, because it had sort of this nice sense of a person who was disconnected from people around him, like finding connection with others. And I think that sort of resonated a lot with people, even if that wasn't quite how they knew how to articulate it, because like I started watching it because it was on uh, Irizuku subs and I was watching something else and they were like, oh, I really remember. And I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And then I started watching. I was like, oh yeah, they're like, this is nice. And then like a bunch of my friends who were really into like Thai BL stuff, they were all like, oh, you know, a new BL drama, but it's not like really a BL drama in the sense of like what most BL dramas mm-hmm. are. Um, but there was, there's just like this overwhelming feeling of warmth that the show has, like as these characters progress and like, you know, as the story, it's not like a huge, the story is, is not so much a plot, it's more of a character development style story. Um, that the sense of connection and like the whole point is that this, this person, this, you know, this character, Adachi, was disconnected from himself and others because of it. And then sort of this sort of come like this way that he has, through this magic, learned that he can connect with others and be more confident and people want to have a connection with him, even though he sort of thought, you know, himself under them and that he had, he felt that he had no worth and that others would agree that he also has no worth. But then through hearing others' thoughts, realizes that people are realizing worth in him that he himself didn't even realize he had. And I feel like that's like a really nice message mm-hmm. that others can enjoy. You know, I really, it's, it's a very heartwarming little drama that's not, like the romance isn't the point. The, the connection is the point, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know if that made sense, but... Yeah, and I feel like this past year, there's been a lot of, you know, we feel really disconnected. So it was, I think it resonated Mm -hmm. with a lot of people because like, even if subconsciously, like this idea of needing to connect with others to, yeah. I liked it. I thought it was really sweet. It's on Crunchyroll legally now. So, (laughs) and if, and then it's also on WeTV, but not in North America. In North America, you get the Crunchyroll. If you're outside of North America, I think... It's on WeTV for a lot of different countries. It's not about finding love. It's about finding yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I made myself cringe with that one. I'm out. <laughs> You're not wrong, though. So cringy, Natalia. but true. Natalia made herself cringe. <laughs> All right. Sounded like my mom just then. <laughs> so do we have anything else to say about the two? Yes, that upcoming one for Machida Kaida, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's a manga adaptation. It looks like it takes place at a cocktail mm-hmm. bar. I just read that and it looks yep. great and it looks like right up my alley. I know. I'm like, this looks so good. <laughs> so it everybody kind of go request this from Netflix and from Vicky. <laughs> well, so maybe yeah. as I was reading it, I uh, started Midnight Diner, which is on all the seasons are on mm-hmm. Netflix that I know of because there's a couple different like spinoff seasons. Um, mm-hmm. But it kind of sounds like the same kind of premise to it where it's just like there's the the central 
bar that people are going to and they talk about their feelings and all the the story revolves inside that the walls pretty sure it's going to be like more of like a slice of life drama slice of but life. Mm-hmm. nobody Which gets slice of life clown like Japan. i love those things oh, no. so. yeah it's true and, and he it's can true. definitely do slice of life obviously he can mm-hmm. with his gentle kind face and his voice that makes you kind of feel like you're just like, ooh, I feel, mm. <laughs> oh, I just feel like mm, I can listen to you talk all day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I think they're great. I think they're great, and I can't wait to see more of them if uh, Japan will release. Oh, one thing, one thing I wanted to mention about Cherry Magic. There was was it just one or two spinoff, just little episodes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're like little special two. episodes. Special episodes, special episodes, yeah. And are, are are those gonna be on Crunchyroll too? Do you guys I would know? Assume. I, would I believe so. so. I believe so. Uh, I saw that one was like Valentine's themed. Yeah. So it's just, you know, they're just sort of, you know, like they're just sort of little short stories out of these people's lives. You know what I mean? Like more slices of life. life. <laughs> more more slices of their lives in the cake that is their lives or is it pie you know what you choose cake or pie make your make your life whatever <laughs> whatever you want so that was our episode about machida keita and akaso eiji eiji sorry we I know tried. it's our, our pronunciation uh, is terrible i'm sorry i'm sorry i know I know. I'm so sorry. We're trying our best. We're just, you know, we're trying our best. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed listening to it. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to, you know, boot us up on wherever you're listening to us, be it Spotify, Apple iTunes, or maybe even you went to our website, certifiedunas.com, where if you want links to everything, they're going to be there and we have other fun stuff going on. Uh, if you want to become an official sponsor of this podcast to keep the lights on, as it were, in this building we call the Certified Nunas home, you can go to ko-fi.com slash Certified Nunas to become an official Certified Found Family member. Uh, we love everyone who supports us and we just, you know, we think you're the best. Uh, you can reach us on all our socials. We're always at Certified Nunas. You can email us, certifiednunas at gmail.com. And uh, we love hearing from you. So please hit us up. We're mostly on Twitter. So that's where you can usually find us. Anyway, we hope you have a fun and safe week. And, you know, wear a mask, wash your hands, stay socially distant, and keep watching Asian television. Bye! Bye. Bye.